If you thought the baby group marketing was bad, wait till we get to talk about these fucking porgs from Star Wars. <laughs> it's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name's Mike Royer. And this week, Deadpool 2 will make you a cable subscriber. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Well, let's, let's calm down a little bit. Disney and Netflix might break up, Mike. Uh, okay. Oh, no. Um, avoid Defenders and Star Wars spoilers. That, that's the command. Shield your avoid. eyes. Shield your ears. Shield your mouth. Don't say anything. <laughs> and more. And more. Uh, so I, I will give you a pass on that uh, cable pun just because when I was working on a on a title for our thumbnail, I did explore the idea of um, cable Netflix and Disney because it's like, oh, cable, cable. So it's all right. I'll let it pass. I'll let it slide, man. It, it was all there. It was I, I, We were on the same path. It all lined up. All the news today, it's like it has some sort of weird thread through everything. So it's gonna be yeah. weird. There's gonna I feel like there's gonna be lots of business talking today. We're gonna be speculating a lot about what billion dollar businesses are thinking about, like we have any idea. <laughs> well the thing is I, I've gotta say, um uh, some of our fans have, have actually told me they enjoyed the part where we talk about the politics behind movies in the studios more so than dealing with the politics on their Facebook feeds. So <laughs> I, I'm glad our our un- I guess we have a little bit of insight into this world is, is at least you know making people a little happy. So yeah, it is kind of weird because uh, being out here on the West Coast, it's not. I don't want to say it's an imminent fear, but you know there is that idea that North Korea might have that nuclear bomb that could land on me and just vaporize your co-host. And then you know my wife is just like, oh, I read an article today on what we should do if you know if there's nuclear fallout, and I just kind of <laughs> lean over and be like, oh, did you know that Josh Brolin's photo for Deadpool <laughs> came out? And she's just like, what are you talking about? And I was like, this is what I care about. <laughs> you know, the, we we have a we have an outlet to keep ourselves distracted from the real problems <laughs> of the world, and, and at, at the end of the day, that's really what matters. That is the truth because there is so much bad stuff happening out there. Well, that's this that's is, okay. This well, is look, this is where we we thrive. We're gonna talk about the good things in life today like i'm gonna bring up how i bought a what i consider a very rare pop vinyl uh, over the weekend this is like the one thing that pop vinyl strives to do is to get people to look for those uh those rare ones because uh it's kind of like uh that comic book collecting fad after comic books really took off everyone's like Mm -hmm. buy every comic book there is it might be money i feel like some people do that with pop vinyls or they literally buy every pop vinyl and the inside of like their uh, their apartments or their basements like look like a hot topic yeah it's just like i don't see a theme here what's your theme you're just buying everything it's pretty (laughs) like people will do that they'll buy them all and then hopefully they'll be they become what's, what's called retired i think beanie baby said this too where they just stopped producing that model uh-huh. Um, recently, um, you know, they, they've stopped producing a couple of them, but I was able to get an old Marvel one of Doctor Doom. Um, Ooh, cool. He, he's, he's technically, I think, number 17 of the Marvel Universe. Uh, and he goes, if I'm looking online here, anywhere from $100 to $220. Oh, nice. And I, I did not pay that much for him. I will definitely tell you it was much less than that. So... Um, it, it's definitely kind of cool to be able to get what's called this grail, like this grail pop that I've been out there getting, mm-hmm. uh, trying to find to, com- to complete my collection. Uh, because, you know, Marvel, you know, comics doesn't want to do anything to do with Fantastic Four. So um, <laughs> we're gonna we're just going to have to deal with what we got. And thankfully, this is not the movie version of uh, Fan Four Stick, uh, Doctor Doom. It's, it's <laughs> oh, the comic book version. Thank goodness. Thank but, goodness. Uh, but so, I mean, I, I'm out buying pop vinyls, Mike. Uh, you were talking something about some sort of cheese you had this <laughs> Yeah, cheese, man. So uh, uh, Chipotle, the burrito restaurant that I'm sure everybody already knows about, uh, they started introducing queso onto their menu because apparently people have been really clamoring for this stuff. And for the longest time, they were holding back because I guess queso doesn't quite meet the standards of Chipotle, which does make sense because I don't know – 
if you have been fortunate enough to go to a Qdoba and a Queso before, uh-huh. I assume you. Yes. I assume you have. Yeah, so, yesterday for lunch actually. So, <laughs> my experiences with the two is when you go into a Qdoba, it's always just like a hot mess. Like the 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 line of food is like there's a, uh, there's always like lettuce everywhere. Like the employees are always all over the place. The the food's just fine, but. They got queso there, and they got, like, the normal type of queso that you would expect that if you would buy from a grocery store out of, like, a giant can. You know, it's fake cheese, but I like fake cheese, so it's okay. But we have a lot more Chipotles out here than we do Qdobas for sure. So they started getting queso, so I went and I bought some, and I tried it out, and the consensus is it's pretty good. It's it's a lot pretty like, good. All right, <laughs> straight it, to the point. They uh, it's a very different style of queso, and I can't believe I'm I'm talking about this right now, into so much depth. We had to start another show based on just. Cheese. <laughs> but have you ever have you ever made like your own cheese sauce for like macaroni and cheese before? Oh yeah, like with the milk and the butter and the, yeah, and yeah. and the flour. Like you start yeah. with that that roux and stuff. Yeah, and when when you make your cheese sauce, it's it's smooth and kind of stringy and silky, but it does have that slight graininess to it. Like it doesn't matter like how well you make your cheese sauce, it's always going to have that little bit of flour grain to it, and that's what this queso has. So at least when you're dipping a chip into it, you it definitely feels like somebody was making it somewhere. It doesn't necessarily feel like a giant factory machine was putting it together even though it might have been. So, like, when you're eating it, you almost feel like I could pour this on top of, like, some macaroni right now and make, like, some queso mac and cheese, which actually sounds, like, really good, and I would like to try it, but... You know, so if you have the opportunity to get it, I would give it a shot. Some people are like saying it's like grainy and they need to fix it, and I think they probably maybe will dial back some of the graininess because what people really want in queso is they don't want like high end, like fancy, like Chipotle style farm raised cheese. They just want like that neon, like fake stuff, you know? Uh, the neon fake, yeah. Like, uh, I mean, to me, whenever I get my cheese sauce from the movie theater, it's like that bright yellow nacho yeah. cheese kind of thing. You gotta be so, able to see it in the dark, man. <laughs> yeah. So, um, exactly. And you know, it's it's gotta be um, very unhealthy for you and leave like kind of like a nice film on your teeth. Like, oh yeah, I was eating cheese. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I actually uh, speaking of Kenobi, I had a taco. I tried didn't do a burrito. I got their tacos the other the knockout tacos, uh-huh. and I got this. It's called the two timer, and it's a soft shell covered in queso with a hard shell in the middle. So the Ooh. cheese was holding the tacos together. And um, see, the, you're not you're just not going to get that type of innovation at Chipotle. <laughs> no. So so to me, I, I I say in times of of this, you know, people you know fighting in the world, look to the cheese. <laughs> Look to the queso to bring us all together, uh, Chris. You just know what you just know what to do. We, well, cheese brings everyone together, Mike. I mean, we're 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 here talking about it right now on this show about superheroes. <laughs> I mean, the only superhero I can think of that has to deal with cheese is the stinky cheese man, and I don't even think he's a superhero. He's just <laughs> like a, some sort of fable or story or something like that. So I don't know. Now I'm hungry. Thanks a lot, Mike. <laughs> So, other than your cheese, anything else happened this weekend? Uh, I think the only other thing to, of note was I went to uh, an outdoor screening in someone's backyard for Galaxy Quest. So that was pretty cool. He was this uh, this, this this nice guy that that built his own screen outside. So the frame was made out of PVC pipe. He had stretched basically a white bed sheet over it, and he rear projected it. Uh, so I think oh. when you rear project something, you you kind of have to have somewhat transparent screen. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Um, the movie obviously is good. I've seen it before. Everybody loves Galaxy Quest. But the thing that stood out to me this time was how much like dedication that was put into that the the bad guy in the movie. I don't remember his name, um, but his his costume, his makeup is like amazing. It's like all practical. Like the fins on his back like slide up when he gets angry, and that's like all a mechanical process. Like his whole face moves and everything still with all the makeup that he has on him, but. Yes, and his like his little top his little top feelers they move around just kind of like independently. So uh, if you're ever watching Galaxy Quest, just give that give that costume like a second look over. It's really awesome. That would be an amazing cosplay. So so like you know really get into it and look at the details of it. Is what you're what you're trying yeah, to say? Yeah, okay. I don't remember his name, but he was like the green kind of like bug cricket looking person. Okay, 
All right. Yeah. Well, they, there they, you go. That, that's my weekend. Cheese and cheese and Galaxy Quest. Was it Mantis from from Guardians Two? Are you confusing <laughs> them with Mantis? No, but that movie did just come out this week, didn't it? It Disney? did. It, it's one of it's one of our topics later. So we'll, oh, okay. we'll talk about Guardians well, I'm, later. I'm jumping the gun here. Man, <laughs> just look at the notes. Look to the notes for guidance, Mike. I am looking at them right now. That's good because we're going to start up with our notes and our news for this week with Deadpool Two. We know you're all here for it. I actually <laughs> kind of forgot that it was was this week. It's it feels like it was a month ago. If I'm going to be honest, because we've had so much news this week. Mm-hmm. Um, first and foremost, Josh Brolin is Cable. We get to see almost a full body outfit here. Uh, he's got a big ass gun, a big metal arm, and a teddy bear. <laughs> and I got to tell you, if I was to say anyone was pulled off the page uh, and, and turned into a you know a live action version. Cable nailed it. Like they they nailed it with this character, Mike. What do you what do you think? Yeah, man. Well, it's kind of weird because uh, I'm always looking forward to first looks at costumes of characters, and like you said, this does look like it's peeled right off the page. And I believe we said almost an identical thing when Deadpool's costume was revealed. So it's almost like there's not a whole lot to talk about because there's not really any controversy here. You know, there's not really any sort of like, oh, I can't believe they went with this idea, you know, instead of doing this original idea. You know, he's got the metal arm. Uh, he's got the scars on his face. You know, he's nailed the, nailing the haircut. I think the only thing that they didn't do was make entirely kind of half of his face mechanical. They kind of just limited it to like his, like coming up his neck. Mm-hmm. So, but I think that works. I mean, they're obviously not going to just throw half that shit on his face yeah i would I mean, imagine maybe there's a point in the movie where he gets like maybe part of his face blown off and maybe you could see underneath it a little bit more kind of like in the terminator movies well i don't think he has a metal face i think it's just the arm and it starts to come up i don't think in any of the comics he had a metal face well i thought like the techno virus kind of started to migrate up his face a little bit more i don't know i'd have I, to go refer to the to the source material i guess yeah I, I think it depends on who's drawing it so this this far away thing shows a lot here a lot of people are assuming the teddy bear means hope summers will, will be uh referenced in this and mm-hmm. she definitely has been um i the metal arm is obviously what mostly going to be cg i believe uh, yeah. but i i think from what i've seen on, on set photos the uh stuff going up his neck is actually painted on there and will be touched up later so oh cool uh definitely i mean he's he, i would not want to fight this guy i don't want to <laughs> fight this guy um and that brings us to a second first closer up photo where he's telling us to be quiet um, <laughs> and we get to see his faded like x scar over his eye and has a scarred face and his glowing eye uh, kind of going on there where he, 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 what he uses, I believe he has psychic abilities because his mother's Jean Grey mm-hmm. um, to suppress the techno organic virus in his body. So he has to keep it activated all the time to keep that suppressed. So um, that's why his eyes glowing most of the time when he's using it. Man, he just looks so he looks so badass. Josh Brolin is like I think he's really loving being uh, outside of the CG because like he's just being motion captured pretty much for Thanos. So I, I'm glad he's uh, back in front of the camera. Oh yeah, I mean there I mean there is nothing wrong with this, and you know what I really enjoy is we I don't have any links here because I, I don't think they're they're nearly do us justice. But like this was released on Monday, and then they started filming with him outside, so you got the on-set photos after they, you know, showed that he was going to be uh, mm-hmm. what, he, what he looked like. And I think that's a smart thing for studios to do. Like, you know, show us what they're going to look like before we get the bad on-set photos that, you know, everyone's like, what are we going yeah. to do? How's this really going to look? So I'm, I'm curious when the Deadpool marketing is really going to kick in because this is like one of the few times where people are looking forward to the marketing of a movie. You know, we get it a little bit with like, you know, the, the, the shushing thing, like the playful shush. And last week when we had Domino laying on the Deadpool skin rug. Uh, yeah, but it's going to be interesting to see when it's really going to start to kick off. Um, I don't think there's any other big characters left to reveal. I mean, maybe they'll do like, um, maybe they'll do just like another shot of Colossus to kind of do like, oh, you know, here are the characters in the movie, but you've seen them before and just kind Mm -hmm. of shoot those out real quick. But I think we've got our two new ones right here, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, they're going to have to be a big part of the movie. Um, because I don't even think they showed us Colossus for a while. Um, so, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for Deadpool too. We got, um, Filming now, it'll be out next summer. Uh, so, I mean, we're, we're moving right along in terms of uh, uh, superhero movie releases. All right. Another one that's coming out next year, since Fox is, I think, putting out three next year's X Men Dark Phoenix. And uh, just kind of confirm here um, Toad and Ink from Days of Future Past will be returning uh, into this movie. Do you remember them from Days of Future Past? Um, 
I mean, I remember Toad from the earlier X-Men movies. Okay. But Toad was in Days of Future Past? Yeah, so it, when in Days of Future Past, when Mystique goes to get Havoc at the military base, I think it was Vietnam, uh-huh. um, there was a tent full of mutants. Um, uh, Toad okay. was one of them. Ink was the other one. Uh, he has tattoos that like can create power. Like he, those his powers come from his tattoos, kind of thing. Okay. So, uh-huh. uh, and then Havoc was in there. I, I don't think there was a fourth one, but mm. um, all right. So they're supposed to come back because this is kind of leading into possibly the first X Men movie where the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants does exist. Mm, all right. So uh, so that that's going on. Yeah, that, it's hard to get happening. me. Ex- it's hard to get me excited about this uh, Dark Phoenix movie. <laughs> yeah, well, especially when they keep throwing so many characters in it. So yeah. Um, but I like the idea of aliens going off of Earth. Hopefully, you know, alien aliens are big, huge. Aliens will be big next year. So, so we got that going. Also, in terms of Fox, Fox has produced a lot of movies under the mark from Mark Miller, including Kingsman and Kickass. Uh-huh. But Mark Miller's company, where he creates these comics, Miller World, has been bought out by Netflix this week. Ooh. Whoa! So, wow! <laughs> y'all, y'all right there? You okay? Yeah. I mean, this was a this is a big deal because it's one of Netflix, I believe, first acquisition of a company. Like this is the first time Netflix has bought anything like yeah. with IP. And then this is, I believe, if you know, if I had this correct, the third time. In comic book history, like a comic book company was purchased on this level. I think Marvel and DC are the first two, because um, I don't think Vertigo has been bought by a company. So this is huge because I mean, Mark Miller is is he writes books that essentially are like storyboards for movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, one of our favorite movies, Kingsman, was written by Mark Miller. Um, mm-hmm. And he's got Kingsman too. Uh, Kick Ass, if you like it or not, that that's up to you. I I don't care either way. Uh, and he's also done, you know, great material, including uh, he wrote Old Man. He created Old Man Logan for Marvel, mm-hmm. and he wrote the original Civil War for Marvel back in two thousand five. However, I've named all these things. None of these materials are coming to Netflix because he doesn't <laughs> own the rights to those. They've already been optioned out there. So, other than that, uh, Mike, do you know any other Mark Miller comic books or things under his banner? I mean, I can't think of anything off the top of my head because the only ones I know are the ones that have been out there. Um, it would be interesting to to think maybe if Netflix could court the idea of like maybe a Hit Girl TV series or something like that. I know that they had that Hit Girl comic running, but I don't know. Maybe Fox still owns the rights to that. Yeah, I believe if it's still out there, they still own the rights. Uh, a couple series, a couple, I think recently he uh, wrote a series called Chrononauts. Uh-huh. Um, which is a buddy comedy about these two friends who create a working time machine, and then this is like then they go back and actually accidentally screw with all of history. Uh-huh. Um, so it's like it's very it's a funny comic book, um, but it's it, if if Netflix is going to put money into Bright Will Smith's like you know fantasy adventure movie, like uh-huh. Chrononauts would be on that level of of what they could transition there as well. Yeah, it is kind of weird because like the whole reason that you you buy somebody else's IP is because it's already out in the world and it has a, a fan base established so when you eventually turn it into a movie or a TV series it's a lot easier to kind of get the hype train running but with Miller World like yeah there's going to be fans out there for the stuff he's writing but you know the general public is is not going to know kind of what Miller is putting out there in the world uh, so I, I hope it works out for Netflix. Yeah I think so and, and it also includes that anything he creates going forward Mm-hmm. Um, they own the company now, so anything he creates can be created into a Netflix show or um, you know, a Netflix series. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the most popular shows, uh, a series he has, and uh, is called Superior, and it's kind of like a take on the Shazam story, like this uh, uh, this twelve year old kid suffering from like multiple sclerosis. Um, mm-hmm. and this being gives him the opportunity to become a ser- superhero straight out of the comic books. So um, there, there's several ways that you know they can. I guess Netflix could imitate the current superhero world, make mm-hmm. movies and shows, and 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 adapt them from this stuff, which already has a huge, you know, ground basis going forward. So um, yeah, so there's that, and I think there's another series that came out recently. My comic, like at the comic book store, the um, guy who handles comic books, Mitch, really loved it called Huck. Uh-huh. and it's about a guy who has like Superman kind of powers, but he doesn't want to be known for. He doesn't want to be famous. He wants to be just help small people in a small town and be an anonymous good guy. Uh-huh. So it's like Smallville without the kryptonite and freaks of the week kind of thing. <laughs> all right. All right. So, I got so you. there's a bunch of series that he's written that are ripe for translation. And I guess I'm glad Netflix would buy them before some studio buys them and kind of maybe 
ruins them or, or does their own <laughs> thing with them. But, yeah, a, a, especially since a, a bigger movie studio is going to expect very large returns at the box office, whereas Netflix, you know, you don't necessarily have to worry so much about all that. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, something, you know, with that is, however, I, I say I don't want them to ruin it. If Have you ever read the comic uh, of, of uh, Kingsman? Uh, no, I haven't read the comic. Uh, no, it's I can't read it. It's 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 so boring and flat <laughs> oh, no. oh, that no. that the movie is so much better. Like the movie transcends the actual material. Mm-hmm. So uh, there are there are good situations where that can come out of. Um, but yeah, I think I think I think that's okay. I think uh, maybe I think maybe did Mark Miller do Wanted? I don't know. I if think he did so. I'm gonna have I want to say he, I want to say he did. But uh, we better hope that yeah. Netflix can pull off this IP because it sounds like they're going to be losing some. Yeah, I don't even know. If, I mean, um, yeah, IP is a whole company. So, I mean, I guess hopefully they can still sell comic books on the side as well like, mm-hmm. and keep that, that part up. But that's because they're going to really need it. And, and I know you're, you're, you're leaning into this next topic pretty heavy here. Netflix um, might be breaking up with Disney in the next couple of years. And that means... A lot of people are like, oh, Disney's pulling their stuff from Netflix. Well, Disney's not pulling it from Netflix. Their contract with Netflix ends in 2019, and they're going to make their own streaming service. Yeah, so this is this is kind of like a whole lot to unpack here. Uh, so right now, uh, Disney, I believe they kind of have their stuff kind of all over the place because you got to look at everything that filters down from Disney because you got Disney, you got Marvel, you got like Pixar, you got all that other stuff. So, you know, you got some stuff over at Hulu with the Runaways. You got stuff on Netflix. Uh, so it's like they're kind of going to be like, oh, well, let's bring all these babies back home and put it onto one service. And it kind of makes sense. Uh, you know, I won't necessarily say whether I like the idea or not quite yet, but it makes sense. Like when Disney announced that they were going to be putting their movies on Netflix, uh, what, like maybe a year or two ago? A I have to say, years, I, yeah. I have to say I was a little surprised because like, Disney is like the prettiest girl at the dance. Disney doesn't have to dance with just anybody. You know, people are coming to them. They don't have to go out and and put their stuff out there. So I was surprised that they would even want their stuff out there streaming because it's like if you want to watch a Disney movie or a Marvel movie, you just go out and buy it. You know, I was surprised that um, they were going to kind of – Put put it well, out there to stream. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and, and and nip your your comments in the bud here a little bit. Marvel and Star Wars are not a part of this. Oh, this they is, will be eventually. Uh, they will eventually, be eventually. But the 2019 is purely Disney in and of itself. Um, so I assume that's probably their movies and TV shows. Maybe ABC. Maybe Freeform. Maybe. Um, so because a lot of people brought what about the Defenders. Like what happens mm-hmm. to the defenders and the Netflix? Well, Netflix owns half of that show. Mm-hmm. They Disney can't just pull it <laughs> from those from Netflix. So I don't think they're wanting to make any. I don't think they're trying to make a big stink with Netflix about this. I think they're. Well, it's something else going on here in the back. Yeah, well, I think it's a little bit of a slow transition because the because the other note that we have here is that because Disney bought basically the streaming tech service. I believe it's called what Bam Tech is what we have in yeah, the notes. Bam Tech. I don't think anyone would know that name. There's no reason no. for you to necessarily know that name. But this kind of goes into this whole other like ESPN thing that they're trying to do that we can talk about. But the whole reason that they're buying this company is so they can create their own streaming service. You know, so they're they're go- they're building something from the ground up. They're not- it doesn't just seem like they're going out to somebody and say, "Hey, can you can you make us a streaming website real quick so we can throw our stuff up on there?" It's like, mm-hmm. no, they're building something from the ground up. They they want to own the technology, which basically says to me that they're in it for the long haul so if they have all of these um if they have all these contracts out there in the world with their different types of stuff like star wars and like marvel they're gonna say like hey we're building a mothership eventually all of this stuff is gonna come back to us and we're gonna have all this awesome content out there to stream now so is this a good thing or a bad thing so a lot of i uh, this is the argument that's really been bugging me a lot of people out there have been complaining that there's too many streaming services. They're like, there's too many. I have to subscribe to so many right now, and I can't keep track of all this. I, I just wish somebody eventually would just bundle all these streaming services together so I could just pay for one thing. And I just want to slap them in the face and go, no, that's cable. You don't <laughs> want that. Like, eventually they're going to put, they're going to insert commercials into that service, and you're just going to be back to cable television again, except it's going to be coming through the internet, and it's not going to be coming through the cable. So I just I don't 
that is not your problem. Like the nice thing about with these streaming services, you can drop them and pick them up whenever you want. If you don't want to pay for all these extra streaming services, just pay for them when you need them. Like if you watch HBO just for like Game of Thrones, just only pay for it when Game of Thrones is on air. And then maybe bring it back only when Westworld is on air. You know, it's on HBO's oh. side of things to make sure they're producing something like Twelve months out of the year. It, well, in, in in the realm of binging, like you know, I know you didn't watch Westworld until it was done, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So you only had to uh, technically buy HBO for a month, and you can yeah. watch catch up on all your shows for that year. Um, so I, the thing with this is like Disney. If if a lot of people like old Disney movies, well, it's not Disney has more than just movies. Disney owns a shit ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but we own ninety five percent of the Disney movies. We own a hundred percent of the Marvel movies, and all but Rogue One of Star Wars movies. <laughs> what is the streaming service going to offer people who buy this stuff? You yeah, know, like, exactly. Like us. So they've. I think this is going to be like. Oh, it's not going to be like Disney streaming. Like that's they're not, they're going to call it something like Netflix or Hulu, and it'll Possibly. just be owned by Disney. Is what yeah. I'm thinking. I think they'll be making original content for the streaming mm-hmm. service too, because I think that's how you incentivize people to to use it. And I think it would be kind of cool because imagine like. It, it's like two types of scenarios. You could be like the Disney fan like you guys are and go out and buy everything and technically you own all like the digital accesses yeah. to all this stuff. Or if the full catalog is out there streaming, like I could have the ex- exact same catalog that you guys have out there for just what, maybe like 15 bucks a month. I don't know what Disney's going to charge, but I, I don't want to say... it be a premium for sure. Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> say I hate the idea, but it's just like, it's hard to complain with all of the options and choice. Like, yeah. if people are getting flustered with how to organize all this stuff, like, just get an Apple TV. Like, that's exactly what that piece of hardware does, is it organize all the streaming services under one roof. And I, I haven't really had a whole lot of opportunity to use it, but you can correct me if I'm wrong, but don't they kind of put everything under one roof so sometimes you're not even really sure what you're watching it on? Like, you don't even care. Like, oh, I, I want to watch Moana. You ask the Apple TV to serve you up Moana, and it might just be playing it from your iTunes library. Maybe it's streaming it from a service out there. It goes out and finds it for you, right? right? So, yeah, so it will show you everywhere you can currently get that TV show or movie. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's renting from iTunes, buying from iTunes, playing from your own iTunes library if you already own it, Netflix, so on and so forth. So yeah, it 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 pulls it all together from every app that you own, I think, and maybe even mm-hmm. some that you don't own in case you want them. Um, I think a lot of people, a lot of companies, like if they if you have a complaint about this whole stuff, it's a lot of streaming companies need to get on the same fucking playing field because. I want to try this Redbox service. Like, they gave me some free Redbox streaming, like Redbox oh. On Demand. Oh, I didn't even know they were doing that. Yeah, I don't know how to do Like, where do I watch it at? I don't want to watch a Redbox <laughs> on my phone or on my, uh-huh. my tablet. Like, where, where's the app for this where I can watch it on my Xbox or on my Apple TV? Like, mm-hmm. like I I can't – Is there's, when there's not an app for it, for my television, you've lost me. And I'm on to the next thing already. Um, and one of the things, you know, I, I don't – I mean – if people, like you said, people are complaining about this. You probably need to cut some services out you're not using. Like I haven't probably used Netflix since Iron Fist. If I was oh wow, really? Yeah, because we have um, we we use the the streaming Direct TV, which gives us access to a bunch of other like almost the same movies Netflix has. That we uh, that's right, because I forgot you haven't cut the cord, so you still have that option. Well, we we cut a cord. We don't have any cord. It's it's all online. So it's like on-demand TV and viewing. Yeah, you have like the proverbial direct TV cord. Yeah, it's there, but it's not there. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not. Because we use a lot. Like it came with HBO. So we watch. I can go into HBO's movie library and pull them from the direct TV app kind of mm-hmm. thing. Uh, the, there's just all, There are a ton of options. But I think I think Disney will be able, if it, since they're building the infrastructure with BamTech and doing this ESPN thing as like a test run next year. Mm-hmm. I think they'll be ready for it whenever they want to launch your thing. Yeah, it's I mean, it's like kind of the law of economics. Don't complain about choice out there, people. Like, yeah, I know it's annoying that your Disney movies are leaving Netflix, but I mean, this is like good. This is going to force Disney to make original content, to make uh, to make their streaming service work. We might get whole new shows on this service. Like, it's not a bad it's not a bad thing. Like if you 
you always want the opportunity to vote with your wallet. So like if nobody, if literally, if everybody hates what Disney's doing and nobody pays for it, they'll put their stuff back on Netflix, you know? So that's great that you have that opportunity to do that. So it's good. I'm okay with the idea. It, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt me too much. And, and still, and still, even if you had all the streaming services, it's still cheaper than cable. So yeah, at the end of the day, you, you can pick and choose and, and build kind of what you want. Um, and and also Netflix is talking to Disney about working as a complimentary service to this, so they may not lose everything. They may they may keep a lot of stuff, and you know Disney will just have maybe uh, more options. Because I mean, there are hundreds and hundreds of Disney movies out there. Like most people think princess movies, there are other ones like the live action ones, like the the original Nutty Professor stuff, mm-hmm. like that from like the, the the 60s plus, where like people just don't remember them or. So, yeah, so. and and if Disney ever had a long-term plan of leaving stuff on Netflix, I mean, the people have already kind of talked about this a little bit, but Netflix would have just been bought by Disney. Yeah. Like, I think Disney thought about doing that for a while. So, like, yeah, Disney doesn't just, like, play. They freaking buy companies up. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I, I, I'm on the same part as you. It's, this is not a bad thing. People are blowing out. Disney's not mad at Netflix, and they're just yanking them off the shelves. Like it's, yeah. it's not like they like they're like Disney's pulling. No, they're not. They're leaving their contracts up. They're going on to the next thing. It's so, interesting news. Yeah, it definitely is. And and but until then, I'm going to keep watching my Netflix, especially this Friday, because we get the Defenders a, on there. And and are you ready for the Defenders, Mike? Dude, it sneaks up on me. These Netflix uh, Marvel shows always sneak up us always sneak up on us i yeah. think it's because we don't have a whole lot of marketing blitz blitz when it comes to netflix you know uh i haven't seen any defenders billboards around town i don't believe so as far as i know uh it, it's not out yet <laughs> it is and, and you know we, we talked about this the series is coming out this friday eight episodes um we got our final trailer which is trailer number three finally today a week the, the week before and if this had been a movie we would have had trailer three like three months ago um and you know it reuses a lot of the same footage we've seen as well. Uh, yeah, I, they're I getting a they're getting a lot of use out of that one hallway, that white hallway fight scene. So I'm crossing my fingers that that is in the very first episode, and we kind of just get that out of the way because I feel like we've seen all the cool stuff in that fight scene already. You know, like Iron Fist like jumping off the walls and stuff like that. So uh, hopefully uh, that gets out of the way and we get the ball rolling with episode two with stuff we haven't seen. Yeah, so, so we definitely have that. And then also, you know, since it's eight episodes, and a lot of people don't have the ability to either take off work, watch stuff at work, or, you know, binge watch eight episodes in a day, don't spoil this movie. Don't spoil the show for anybody online. Yes, um, please. And even Netflix has made this goofy-ass promo uh, called, <laughs> like, Objection, a Defend Against Spoilers, with uh, Matt Murdock saying objection every time they were fake- doing spoilers on, yeah. on, on the I, couch. I, I appreciate the sentiment, but it's it's kind of cheesy, but I like the idea that they're, they're, they're trying. They're trying. Um, usually we do a spoiler cast about a week after the show comes out to give people a chance to catch up, but... I don't know. I think maybe what well, I'll check in with you maybe on Saturday to see how far we get. Maybe maybe the spoiler cast will come out of Superhero Slate as early as next next weekend. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm feeling pretty good about eight eight hour long episodes is a lot easier to digest than thirteen. Yeah. So normally I think it was like eight one weekend and then you know the remaining five over the week. So mm-hmm. we can probably crank it out next weekend. So we're gonna definitely gonna try to get that spoiler cast out next weekend for you guys. That way you're not you're not lingering around waiting for it. So. I, I don't know. I'm, I feel good about it. I feel good. Yeah. It. This is going to be a big deal. This is going to be gonna, awesome. It is going to be a big deal. And another thing that's coming out later this year that Mike says, no spoilers, please, yes. is Star Wars <laughs> The Last Jedi. Yeah. Uh, and even so far as Mark Hamill, you said, is saying watch out for spoilers online. Get off the internet for the, well, the he, next six he, months. Well, he's saying, um, and I believe him and the director they're saying avoid the marketing out there. I guess if you have a vigilant eye, you can kind of start to discern things from the plot of the movie based on the marketing that's going to be pushed. So they're saying avoid it. <laughs> so um, Mike has put me as gatekeeper of the Star Wars information. Um, and I know what they're talking about, actually. There are some like um, children's books that are starting to hit the shelves with descriptions mm-hmm. of what's going on in the movie, like the movie's oh, plot. No. Um, and so I did read a couple of them. Like, <laughs> of course you did. Well, I have to fill. I have to know what spoilers are not, Mike. For your sake, I'm doing this for uh, you. Thank you. And um, so we we have some 
Entertainment Weekly photos coming up like that we're going to talk about here, and none of these are any of the spoilers they were talking about just yet. So yeah, well, I'm glad they're not because I, I had already looked at these already. Because usually, usually photos, especially that come to magazines, are usually okay to look at, you know, because mm. it's just kind of like what what's the prettiest looking stuff we've taken like pictures of. So and they've also been filtered probably through several audiences that says yes, this is not a spoiler. Go ahead and, uh-huh. and publish it. So first off, we get a good look at Ray with her lightsaber on uh-huh. on the Entertainment Weekly. Uh, her hair seems to have gotten a little longer, and she's wearing some traditional Jedi robes. It looks like. Um, is it just me, or did like the lightsabers look worse over time? Like <laughs> I, I miss the original lightsaber looks. I, I don't. I don't know. I feel. Are you are you talking blades. about the the hilt itself or the blade? The blade. The blade. I, the blade. I don't know. They. I, I think maybe this is just the the compositing. Um, for this image who knows like uh maybe a photographer composited the blade in whereas like usually it's like a cg person we don't know it's also not in motion i guess i'm used to a lot of lightsabers in motion so Mm -hmm. um there's that but i mean other than that looks looks pretty pretty straightforward she's on her island there's a lot of lot of water a lot of rocks Mm -hmm. back there um the movie will also answer her parentage questions they said Um, oh all right we'll finally know we don't have to wait several more years to figure out what's going on (laughs) and then the double cover shows mark hamill in some tattered robes looking into the camera all seriously so he looks so good as um as old man luke he's just he's just pulling it off man yeah he's got the you know the goatee beard going on there it's very dark like you know something's on his mind man and 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 we don't know what it is yet so Mm um Definitely looking forward to see Mark Hamill's return as Luke Skywalker finally after all these years. And then we've got a couple more, um, you know, images kind of to, to scroll through here just to, to go through. Get a first look at Kylo Ren. That scar is going down his neck, it looks like now. Mm-hmm. Like he got tore up by that lightsaber fight in the last movie. Uh, Poe Dameron, uh, I believe this is Finn, and he's flying one of those things on the red planet. <laughs> I like how you say you believe this is Finn. No, I'm pretty sure it's Finn. <laughs> yeah, well, he may have a new name eventually. I don't know. And then some sort of outdoor Star Wars building that looks like a Star Wars building because it's round and has lights from the bottom. <laughs> this almost looks like concept art for like Star Wars Land or something. Like, yeah. are, is this coming to a theme park? <laughs> yeah, it, it looks very real. It looks like they got the same guy. But I think the most talked about thing are going to be the next two creatures that live on the planet luke is on i believe the planet's like ox two or something like that so we have this little bird looking thing with a very concerned eyes and a frown called a a porg really you take i'm I'm surprised that you go with the bird analogy it kind of looks more like a groundhog to me i think i think they they, they say they're like penguins like fuzzy penguins like furry penguins all right so uh I mean, I could totally see it. Like, if you don't see the wings, he looks like he's just like a, a whack-a-mole kind of thing. Yeah, I'm going to assume it, it, it emotes a lot because it's it looks like it's a very small creature. It looks like it's kind of propped up on a dashboard. Uh, I think so it's a it, Millennium I, Falcon if you look in his eye. Clearly. Yeah, so I would imagine that this thing could be really easily made practically. But, you know, if it's going to be emoting a lot and selling lots of toys, you know, it's got to be CG. <laughs> I've already seen the toys online uh, for this thing. <laughs> They've got the boxes. You can buy your own little Porg. Um, uh, porg. Uh, and it's such like a it's such like a poignant like little name, too. We're going to sell so many fucking Porgs this year, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, that's like the, the Star Trek Tribble. That's a, the yeah. Porg is... The, is the Star Wars Tribble. So they've got that going on. And then there's these other creatures called the Caretakers who live on the planet as well. And they keep the buildings and structures intact on this planet, apparently. These things are cool. I like these things. Yeah, they're all female, and they're supposed to like look like nuns, which they kind of do. So Yeah, I, I think it's fine. I think a lot of people forget... Um, how important kind of like the weird creatures are in Star Wars. Because when you think Star Wars, you're always thinking lightsabers. You're thinking the humans. You're thinking the battles. Sometimes you think about the weird-looking Jedis with like weird-shaped faces and tentacles coming off their heads. But like you kind of forget, like, yeah, this is a whole galaxy filled with lots of different creatures. Not everyone looks like a human. So I kind of like these like things. They look like they just kind of like saunter around, and they're just kind of like gentle gentle beings i like that i can just get all of that just out of their design looking at them and they're kind of like nun robes i don't really have any problems with this but this porg thing uh, <laughs> i don't know man um uh, i saw someone online that says i hope chewbacca eats it and i was like oh that'd be amazing to have like this cute little thing on screen and it's chewbacca decides to devour it i don't think that's going to happen but i think that would be pretty cool one one muppet looking creature devouring another muppet looking creature. <laughs> yeah eat it 
So, uh, yeah, so, I mean, that's the Porgs and the Caretakers live on this planet here, and we'll, we'll probably see some of them. I do like the practical effects. I, I think it adds to it, like you said. It makes it feel, it makes a world feel lived in uh-huh. and, and huge. So that's that's our Star Wars news. So if you're looking for some Christmas presents, start buying your Porgs now. Uh, <laughs> I just, maybe, I, I, I can't wait to see BB-8 come back. He is my Star Wars cuteness, and that's where I want to get it from, from BB-8. From BB-8, there you go. Well, hopefully we'll, we'll cross some fingers. Maybe we'll see a crossover eventually with Guardians of the Galaxy meet Star Wars. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> but the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, as Mike said at the top of the show, is now available on digital release as uh-huh. of Tuesday. I believe they're playing it on repeat in my comic book store. I've seen it several times being in there. <laughs> um, I, I don't think I've watched it at home since. Did you Did you buy it yet, Mike? Um, I was going to, uh, but we got caught in um, uh, binging The Office, re- re-watching The Office on Netflix, so... We're going to carve in some time, hopefully, between Game of Thrones and Rick and Morty to, to watch some of that. But um, but that that music video dropped, uh, I think, after we recorded last week's episode, so we didn't get a chance to talk about that at all. Yeah, so there, there's definitely a music video for um, Guardians Inferno, the song written by James Gunn, and I believe done by Tyler Bates, who did the soundtrack for the film. Mm-hmm. And they go balls to the wall 70s in this thing, and it's crazy. Yeah, it doesn't feel real. Is what it doesn't feel. So yeah, the the best part about it is you get all of the actors in the music video. You would expect kind of just like a something promoting the movie coming out on digital, you know, release. Just a oh, let's get just the actors that we can. Oh, can we get Michael Rooker? Okay, get like one other person that was in the movie and fill this out. Like no, we got everybody in there. And then towards the end of the music video, you're like, wait a minute, we haven't seen Chris Pratt. And you go like, oh yeah, Chris Pratt isn't in it because he's like super famous. He's doing like a million different like dinosaur movies right now probably he doesn't have time to come down to a studio and film like this weird esoteric uh, music video but then like no he's at the very end he was hidden inside the robot the whole time well it's even got <laughs> stan lee in it like stan lee's got a cameo in this and by cameo oh, yeah. i mean he's like in it quite a bit so I, I have this cynical feeling that stan lee has been digitized now and if he doesn't have a speaking role they can cameo him in literally anything don't you think he's probably been digitized uh Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I've also think they probably got his voice recorded. They he's, they made him say all the right words so they can create any form oh, of sentences out dude, of it. Dude, I I listened to a podcast where they were talking all about this audio technology. Whereas if you can just get a solid like forty minutes of someone talking, and because they said in about forty minutes of someone talking, you get about all of the inflections of all the things that they can say, and they can churn out an algorithm and make you say anything that you want to say. And then the whole thing I was thinking was, we're putting up an hour of audio every week of us talking. Someone's really going to be able to recreate us. I, I really hope so, Mike. Like, <laughs> like uh, we just type up the show notes. We highlight Mike says this, Chris says this, and then the, the podcast is made for every week. So, oh yeah, there you go. We don't even have we don't have to get on the horn anymore. And you've drawn us, so you've digitized us in just a different form. So <laughs> there, there you uh, go. We are we are all over the place. But Guardians Two's out. It's got a bunch of bonus features. I, I recommend you watch them and check them out. And that music video is a bonus feature, but it's online as well. Uh-huh. So you can watch that. Another Chris Pratt thing that might have kept him busy is he's working on a movie called Cowboy Ninja Viking. Mm-hmm. And Universal has announced that it will be hitting theaters June of 2019. Ooh. And it's an Image Comics graphic novel, and it actually will be competing up against Fox's untitled Marvel film, an untitled DC film, Toy Story 4, and Transformers 7. Ooh, that's going to be a tough month, man. Do you think Transformers 7 is really going to happen? <laughs> I think it's going to. I okay. think I think they're just looking at an equation right now. As soon as it go, dips under X amount of money, they'll stop making them. But they haven't gotten there yet, so keep churning them out. I'm gonna have to. While we're thinking about, it, I'm gonna pull up Transformers on the box office mojo because I was hearing on some shows I listened to that the newest one, Transformers, I guess six. It, it is mm-hmm. the last night made the least amount of money out of all of them. Like it's <laughs> it's finally. A downturn here, so it's it's still churning out millions. But um, I believe not, Cowboy, not, it, I believe I believe Cowboy Ninja Viking though is about um, I think it's a what is it like a character with multiple personalities, and I think Chris Pratt has the personality of a cowboy, a ninja, and a Viking, and I think he's like recruited to like fight crime or recruited to to work for a government agency. I, I'm not entirely sure, but that, I think that's kind of like the gist of the movie. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a whole um series or, or i guess a a, a a bunch of patients who are a counterintelligence unit who have multiple personality disorder uh-huh. so um and um 
there are they're called triplets, and because he's got three personalities, and he has to stop the rogue triplets who will also have other personalities. So um, if you head over to Wikipedia, it will tell you the characters and their three um, personalities, like that they have. So like this one guy is a conquistador, a green beret, and a surfer. <laughs> Another guy is a pirate, a gladiator, and an oceanographer. Yeah, I mean, I don't know much about the source material, but I mean, it sounds like it's going to be really funny, but also, since you're talking about multiple personalities, it sounds like maybe you're going to be talking about mental health, so maybe there's going to be kind of like a more serious tone to this movie, so maybe it'll be a little bit of like a mixture of just like lightheartedness, but then, oh, don't forget that these people all have mental disorders, and we should feel a little bad for them. Yeah, yeah, so like, it's one of those things, like, I think... The guy who did it, A.J. Lieberman, he worked on Batman, um, mm-hmm. and he like felt Batman was way too serious, and he didn't want these to come off as that serious. So like once he got the concept down, like the humorous stuff started rolling out. So mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. Um, Transformers five out of six. Oh yeah, I forgot that you were looking that up. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did look it out. Adjusted for ticket price inflation, total gross is five out of six. Well, well. See, it's well, not actually that, this includes the this in, what's, what's not included in here. One, two, three, four, five, six. It has the animated movie in here, so it's only above the animated movie. Yeah. I don't know the, which one is missing. I, I, there's too many Transformers movies, and I've lost track of, of who's where. <laughs> well, they're still pulling in the. I, I they're still they're going to be making that franchise until it's it's dried and into a husk. Maybe this is Transformers Five because I I said it's Fast and Furious rules. Where five is supposed to get good. Well, it's not gotten good. It's under Age of Extinction, which was like I guess the last one. So yeah, um, even globally, it's not doing so hot. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll we'll have to see how that goes. But hopefully, Transformers dies off and we can get back to talking about good news, um, like Ant Man and the Wasp. Mike, I'm actually really kind of excited for Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, Who it's is a, it? The first movie after Avengers three. And we've got a couple of screenshots here from the thing. There's a van called the XCON van security consultation that Scott Lang will be driving around. I think this is the van from the first movie. And do you yeah, get the, it looks like it. The XCON reference, wink, wink. Uh, no, tell me. Because <laughs> Scott Lang is an ex-convict. Oh, okay, I got you. It's a pun. It is a pun. And in the comic books, Ant-Man worked on the Ant-Man Security Solutions van. So it's like a kind of a play off that a little bit. Gotcha. So it looks like instead of working regular stuff, he'll be doing security consultations with his shrinking abilities. So, <laughs> well, I mean that does make sense, right? So if he's kind of more of a blue collar hero, I guess um, he might need a full time job when he's not working on the Avengers. So it makes sense of just like, oh, I'm qualified to protect your your property with my security system because uh, I am a professional at heisting. So I'm just going to do reverse engineer the heist and protect your shit. <laughs> Yeah, well, and he was never hired by the Avengers, technically, uh, because he didn't sign any accords, and he was on Captain America's side, so... And who knows if he got paid or not. <laughs> yeah, definitely probably didn't get paid. Uh, <laughs> never got those orange slices. Um, and then another image shows Michael Douglas back on set, so he just looks kind of confused Ants. as ever. <laughs> Ants. <laughs> well, I don't know if you can hear... What are they doing? Like... Ants! 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 So, <laughs> so he's, just, he's just looking very, very confused uh, on set, so... Uh, I don't know what will play, but, I mean, it's cool that you got him back. I mean, I, I didn't expect him to come back if I was to be honest, really. So, we'll see where he's that cool, goes. Man. He's cool, man. He's he's down. He's down. He's hip with it. Uh, Avengers 4 has started filming. Uh, production started, and we have just an ominous glove with four fingers. Uh, whose glove do you think it is? I think it's probably a Russo Brothers glove because like, wherever <laughs> we are, it's like cold. A, you don't think it's like a hero's glove or anything? No. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't, it's, it's too wide to be look, look like a hero's glove. It looks like someone mm-hmm. just bought a glove and put it on kind of Man, thing. Man, the Russo brothers are making some awesome stuff. Uh, I caught uh, a little bit of Winter Soldier when I was picking up Chinese food because um, they had a TV inside their restaurant. Oh, I think this I think story that, is out of nowhere. <laughs> I think they had F, I think they were doing like FX movie download up on the screen and they were playing Winter Soldier and I was just like watching a little bit of it and I was just like, man, I love this movie. I still think that Winter Soldier has probably got to be my favorite Marvel movie. Just uh, so many so many good memories in the theater watching that. Okay, well, that's good. That's good. <laughs> uh, so Rooster Brothers are doing that. The startup. So, I mean, to me, from a production standpoint, I'm like, how much time are they spending making four and not editing three? 
<laughs> or because there's a team, they're they're splitting up duties, kind of thing. So I don't well, know. I mean, yeah, those uh those editors that put those movies together, they're, they're pros. So I'm pretty sure that uh, they've done enough Marvel movies by now that maybe they they don't necessarily need director input all the time. But uh, there's two of them, Chris. So who knows? Maybe one of them's in the in the directing chair and one of them's in the editing chair. Uh, I, Kevin Feige's doing all of it actually. He he's he's got them. He's marionetting everybody. Like these aren't <laughs> real people. Like he's just created them to do this. Yeah, they're life model decoys. Those are real, man. Those are real. He's got the mon- <laughs> Disney's got the money to make them. So we we know that. Uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. A little fun fact about the next one: uh, Donald Glover would play a role if Miles Morales gets a spin-off in the Spider-Man universe. So, so what? He he's like verbally committed, said that he wants to do more stuff. I believe so, and I believe like even the director came and like, look, you're too old to play Miles Morales, but if you want to be in this movie to be his uncle, we'll put it in there. But if you don't say yes, we're not putting this part in the movie. Okay. So. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I mean, even when he was like at the at the spike of Donald Glover uh, being in Spider Man, uh, he was still too old to play Miles. There, yeah. like, it, it. I don't think it ever would have happened. I mean, it's cool, but um, yeah, Donald he, Glover's awesome. He's got lots of irons in the fire, so I'm pretty sure he would have enough time to set aside uh, like a smaller role like that. Yeah. Well, especially. I mean, we're I had several ten years off before Miles Morales ever becomes Spider Man. Yeah, so, um, he's got to age into that uncle role. <laughs> yeah, so uh, and and he's got you know like a nephew that could grow into that role. So uh, it's just definitely interesting, you know, like they might be building this back world as we go. So um, yeah, Donald Glover will probably have his egot by the time he uh, by the time that movie rolls around. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's also working on that Deadpool. I always forget he's working on the animated Deadpool series. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, it's gonna be so good. So he he's got he's got some some irons and Marvel's fires, like you said there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got some news about Sony's Silver and Black movie as well. Um, it seems okay, f- if you must. Yeah, so it seems Felicia Hardy, the Black Cat, will be hunted by a character called Mindelstrom slash Gaunt. I don't I don't know who this character is. When she steals something of his. That's like an enhancer for like people, okay. so I think she's giving like this guy's giving enhancers to people. Hence why we'll see like the scorpion and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, Silver Sable will be chasing her because um, you know she wants to get back to this guy. So I don't know. It, it's this movie is will feature scorpion and tarantula, which I assume will be enhanced by these these things that people are making. So wow, so two characters uh, that. <laughs> Two villains that uh, sound like uh, they're going to be up against two heroes that we don't really have a whole lot of uh, love for. So this is going to be an interesting movie, man. Yeah, it's gonna it, it's something, man. I just need some facts. Like this, this rumors <laughs> are just killing me here. I mean, it could be, it could be cool, you know, but it's just I can't trust Sony's track record. I mean, they just uh, I I've just I don't hear good things that come out of Sony, so it's hard for me to like be excited about a standalone movie. Yeah, it is, and, and I don't like. I guess why would they pick someone called the Tarantula when we have Spider-Man running around? Like, <laughs> pick someone else here. Like, I don't know. So there's a lot going on with the Silver and Black movie, but it looks it has to deal with two anti-heroes dealing with villains who are enhancing other people to give them animal-based nicknames. Or yeah, something. I think the whole time I'm just like thinking, oh, they're how are they going to skirt around this whole idea of like the Marvel universe? kind of existing but not really existing but spider-man exists but do they know are does silver sable and uh black cat know about iron man can they make iron man references because he was in the spider-man movie but they can't make captain america references because technically that was civil war i don't know Uh, no he was in there because he he was in those training tapes oh yeah he was in the training videos well i guess maybe they can't talk about falcon i don't know <laughs> Man, who can trying. they talk about i just want to know who's gonna be brought up in conversation i that see that's the least thing i care about i just want to know like who what is this movie about what are you doing give it give us something is it even gonna get made because i think sony just lost more money on the dark tower so do they have the money to fund this <laughs> dark tower and emoji movie that's 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 a one-two punch right there Whew. i think they're just they're barely they're barely paying rent with that spider-man homecoming paycheck <laughs> <laughs> yeah they got they got another month out of them uh but that's okay because they're making the venom movie mike yeah, yeah, yeah with tom hardy uh, as venom okay um riz ahmed from rogue one is up for a role in the film uh the one role that everyone believes is he's gonna be is he's up for carnage um so he would play the villain carnage uh another role that someone brought up later was like he could be the chameleon 
I don't know why anyone would put the chameleon in the Venom movie. <laughs> so I definitely think Carnage will be the answer I'm going to go with. Do you think he could play, pull off a villain? I don't know. I don't know Ahmed from much other films. I just I don't know. know. It's just putting Carnage in there. That's so many. Uh, that's so many symbiotes in one movie when we haven't even had a good symbiote on screen yet. So it's just a whole. It's a whole lot to take in, Chris. So I, I just don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I really don't know either. So I'm, I'm pulling up Riz Ahmed's filmography here, uh, seeing Jason Bourne. I don't remember him in Jason Bourne. He was in Nightcrawler. Did you see Nightcrawler? Uh, that was the um, Gyllenhaal film. Yeah, Gyllenhaal. Yeah, I saw that. Okay. Do you remember him in there? He's someone. Named oh Rick? yeah. So you're, he was the he was kind of the scrappy guy that said the title of the movie in Rogue One, right? He's like, uh, "What's our call sign?" Then the, doesn't yeah, he say yeah. Rogue One? Yeah, yeah. That's when you nudge your neighbor. <laughs> like they said it. They said it. I mean, yeah. I could possibly see him as a Cletus Cassidy character because Cletus is kind of supposed to be that skinny type of like gangly guy, and I, I think he was kind of like that. So. I mean, it could work. I just don't care about this Venom movie. Yeah, neither. Uh, this is one of the, like, Sony just shooting themselves in the foot here. So we'll, we'll see how <laughs> it pulls off. On a surprising note, whenever we never thought we'd say we don't care about Venom, but man, are we excited for Aquaman. <laughs> um, there, we have some images from the, the filming Aquaman right now, which doesn't come out until two Decembers away. Uh, we get a look at what looks to be Ocean Master's mech suit he is making in this film. Ah, oh, they're cool looking, man. Uh, uh, I don't know why Ocean Master needs a mech suit uh, for Atlanteans, but damn, that looks awesome. Like <laughs> maybe Atlanteans in this DCEU are like literally like fish. Like when they're out of water, they have to be in like uh, reverse scuba suits. <laughs> oh, okay. So that, that I was thinking this was in water. Not out of water. So, yeah, you're, oh, okay. you're definitely right. Yeah, you're actually right. Because that goes along with our second photo here from uh, uh, it's not Amber Heard, but it's definitely the, the, act, the stunt double playing Mara running from some Atlanteans on land uh, mm-hmm. on, on some building tops here. It's cool that they're in physical mech suits, though, because I just feel like a big studio would just be like, oh, let's just do it in post. Let's just throw them in there in CG. So, I mean, they look cool. This looks like it's going to be. Um a cool chase sequence. Yeah, they definitely feel alien, but also human at the same time. So that, that's mm-hmm. really cool for the design choices. They've got that red, that bur- like like burgundy reddish color to them. Mm-hmm. Shiny, some fins on it, and so, like if they can pull this off, there is no reason they cannot pull off a Halo movie because these <laughs> look like the villains out of Halo. Yeah, they do kind of look like that. But man, as long as you got Jason Momoa in your movie. Uh, looking all charismatic as hell and like just having a good time there's a good chance that everybody else is going to be excited for it yeah i can't be excited for other dc movies when they just don't look like they're <laughs> so happy <laughs> so so if you want to sell mike dc movie tickets put jason momoa in it and make sure he looks like he's having a good time <laughs> just just have him play everybody yeah i think you're onto something here <laughs> um but yeah that's the reason i'm really excited for justice league i think he sells a lot of it like he's like yeah i'm here i'm, I'm having fun aquaman's oh. not the the guy who's just calling calling like little fish talking to fish anymore like we're having a good time so Uh, aquaman definitely on my radar for next year i'm sad we have to wait until december of next year to get to it but you know so be it uh some justice league news and some images here mike we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up with with some of this stuff here we get our first look at batman's flying fox vehicle um which stores apparently in the bottom is the hangar is the batmobile the second floor is like the command center, and the third floor is like the piloting area. Jeez, he's doing a lot of excavation. <laughs> yeah, big hole in the ground. It even says Wayne Technology on it. Which why would you do that? Like, <laughs> that's supposed to be secret identity, Batman. You're ruining it here. But this is concept art. This isn't really an image. Um, something cool. I like. I like to see the Flash has his blur about him. Like he's always moving. <laughs> he's like, hey, I just showed up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Cyborg, and Batman. Uh, we're only missing one person here. Mike, who are we missing? We're missing our mustachioed fellow Superman. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you got to have that, gotta have that mustache on your Superman here. But that's okay because I think, um, you know, even with the mustache being CGI'd off, there are some benefits of Joss Whedon taking over for Justice League here. Uh, the first and foremost, he is removing a cliffhanger ending from the, mo- the original movie. Oh, wow. That's left there. Uh, originally, it ended with Darkseid arriving on Earth, and that was how Justice League One ended. Oh wow! Okay, uh, I wonder uh, wonder why they removed it because uh, it seems like uh, the cliffhanger ending. 
is I guess technically superhero movies don't 100% have cliffhanger endings. Usually they just kind of entice you more with a post-credit scene. So yeah, it would be kind of weird to have like a cliffhanger, I guess. Well, especially since Justice League Two is so many years off uh, as well, and several movies in between. You know, um, I think this has been because they're adding more Steppenwolf backstory and history in mm-hmm. uh, with it, and I think they're bringing in the Queen of uh, uh, Themyscira. Uh, I, forget, I think Robin Wright to play, to mm-hmm. give more of that, and they're downplaying Darkseid's role in case they want to add some more characters, like maybe another villain in between. Well, and also I could see maybe it's easy to say that the that the future of the DCEU is still kind of shaky. We don't know how long Ben Affleck's going to be Batman. We have a lot of unannounced movies that we mm-hmm. don't know what the titles are for. They're staying claims on a lot of these dates. Um, Wonder Woman's the only decent movie that has come out so far. So maybe they're just like, let's not reveal Darkseid so quickly because we don't really know 100% when we're going to kind of get him out there into the world. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, there's a lot of questions that they had answers to, you know, four years ago when they announced all this. Uh-huh. And, you know, if Snyder decides not to return, you know, his dark side story may not work out very well. Uh-huh. So I, they, I think they're they're removing that and downplaying it, and they could add some more pers- people in. Uh, we've also got a really good uh, rendering, an, an artist rendering here, of the Steppenwolf face. Um, and he is one ugly dude to look at. <laughs> He looks mean. Uh, yeah, uh, he, he looks mean. He's got two claws for a chin. I mean, he's no Thanos, but, you know, whatever. I mean, why, why compare him, Mike? Why compare yeah, him? Yeah, well, technically, you should be comparing him to Darkseid, because I think that's kind of the, the assumption that they're making. Maybe, okay, yeah, maybe Joss removed the Darkseid cliffhanger, because the last time Joss Whedon did that with a character, it was Thanos. And t- I think Thanos would kind of be considered a cliffhanger ending on the Avengers. It technically wasn't at the end of the movie. It was in it was in a post-credit scene, but everybody was just like, whoa, mm-hmm. who's this purple guy that just like turned around and revealed himself? Um, so yeah, maybe Joss is just like I don't feel like doing that again. So yeah, well, I think also you know you don't introduce your your biggest baddest villain right now the moment the movie ends when you have four other movies between here and the next one. Yeah, especially well, since there's a chance your movie not might not be any good. So. Yeah, so it's good that I think that they're just saying, hey, let's pump the brakes on this a minute. We can we don't we can we can tell them we don't have to show them right away. Oh, man, I hope this movie's good. I just hope it doesn't suck. I want it to be good so bad. <laughs> I think it'll be fine as well because there's also all of the the extensive reshoots happening have been added to give an even tone to the cyborg character who, huh. in the trailers, feels kind of I guess is pissy uh, uh-huh. to put it nicely. He didn't have any flavor. Didn't have anything to him except looking like as Mike said a graphics card. <laughs> uh, so, um, so I think I honestly think they're trying really hard to to do the best they can with this and 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 knock it out of the park again. So, I'm excited. Cool. I mean, it's, to get me excited for Justice League, you got to do something good. You got <laughs> to do something good. I like that we have this wild card coming at the end of the year because I I just I have a strong feeling that I know I'm going to like Star Wars or at least the very the very least the next Star Wars Star Wars movies will be competent because even mm-hmm. Rogue One was competent on a certain level um i kind of like this big budget wild card i don't really know what's gonna happen <laughs> yeah so we got thor and then justice league and star wars and at least two of those three will be enjoyable and yes this, this <laughs> one's kind of like all right maybe so um yeah i feel good about it and lastly uh hellboy in the news yet again this week they've cast actress mila jovovich uh known for her resident evil tenure uh mm-hmm. as the blood queen in the for the subtitle they moved removed on the movie last week supposedly so um <laughs> well that well that's cool um Amila Jolovich is cool I like that she uh, stuck with the Resident Evil franchise even though it was kind of like subpar even from the start but she's just like no nah, man I'm gonna keep doing this I a lot of people seem to really like him yeah it has a, it has an audience for sure and I think her husband did most of them anyway oh so, okay that explains it so but I mean she 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 did all of them all the way through the end um that means, I mean, she's got action chops. She's got an action resume. Whether or not those action movies were praised, uh, she knows how to get up on, like, a rig and, like, fly around on wires. And she probably knows how to do a couple and, backflips. And, and she's she's got, like, you know, like an exotic look about her. And, and that's why she works in the fifth element uh, mm-hmm. as well. So, I mean, I, I think I think this casting her as the villain uh, in, a, in a series would be a good turn for her. So. Yeah. Now I don't know if the Blood Queen does a whole lot of flipping and wire jumping, but uh, well, they will we'll find now. out. They will now. 
will have to. It's in her contract. Every contract she has, she has to do wire flips. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's what, that's our news for the week. Uh, we got got like I said, quite a bit there. We got uh, a lot to look forward to, and and, and that, that's exciting. I like looking forward to stuff. So. Yeah, a lot of speculation. What streaming service will Hellboy be coming to? <laughs> um, yeah, that is that is a good, is it even on any streaming service right now, Mike? Um, I feel like the first. I think the first one is on Netflix, but I can't find the second one streaming anywhere. So I don't know if there's like a different distributor for that movie or what the deal is. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I don't know. Oh well. Well, in the meantime, Mike, if people want to find out what you're doing. Where can they find you? At? Well, they can follow me at Mike Royer design on twitter and instagram and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com chris if people want to know about uh some sweet rare pops that you're picking up where can they follow you you can find me on twitter at valdan v-a-l-d-a-n um and i'll link my instagram there you can read my stuff on comic ui or check out my videos i do on the dnn um it's on youtube and destinationcomics.com slash dnn uh if people want to learn more about us mike this might be the first show where can they find more about superhero slate well, as always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues that we host the show and also check out our sweet show notes. So if you don't want to track down like all these images and trailers that we talked about and you don't want to have to go through the, the dreaded task of Googling everything, just check out our show notes at SuperheroSlate.com. We are on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr. You can subscribe and get us right in your email inbox every week, and you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to pick up some merch, you can get us get that at superheroslate.com slash store. We got like some shirts, we got baseball tees, we got like mugs. Uh, I think there's even stickers on there now. We I think we maybe we need to go look into that, but I think they got stickers there nice. too. So maybe you can throw that on your bumper of your car. That'd be pretty sweet. But if you're a fan of the show, please consider leaving us a review wherever you listen to the show. That's like super helpful. Like you can review on iTunes, you can leave us stars. I believe you can review on like Stitcher. You can drop us like a like, a comment, subscribe on YouTube. I believe that's the shtick that they say for YouTube. Uh, but uh, if you're a super fan of the show, all you got to do is just share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week, quite possibly twice next week for the spoiler cast for the Defenders. We'll keep you posted. Yeah, yeah. We're definitely looking forward to getting the defenders out from our belt man that's i can't believe it's still here uh <laughs> and then and then uh, kick off the fall so uh yeah i'm looking forward to it and i guess we'll see you guys next week all right goodbye everybody thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe oh i had chipotle queso i'll talk about that i'll talk about chipotle's queso i'll talk about galaxy quest <laughs>